commanding the space. Something you long for, but you don't quite know how to get there. Well, just like everything else in Psychology of the Voice, it starts as an inside job. Where you're working from and what you're putting out makes all the difference. That's what I'm talking about here on the podcast today, commanding the space. I know you need to hear this episode, but I think you're going to like it too. And I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you with me today, as always. And I've got a great episode for you today on commanding the space. Very quickly, I want to tell you about two summits that I am participating in. One of them or both of them may speak to you. One of them is about finding the right people for your network marketing business. And really, there's like 20 people teaching on this. So I don't feel like you have to be in the network marketing space. If you're struggling as an entrepreneur to find people, find your people, you might want to sign up for this. It's all recorded. You can watch it from a live perspective, or I believe there will be recordings as well. Really cool event. The link will be in the show notes if you want to sign up for that. And then right after that, I will be doing from employee to creative entrepreneur, create your roadmap to become your own boss. And again, 20 amazing speakers on this summit. If you want to participate in that one, the link will be in the show notes as well. But today I want to talk about commanding the space. And I think even when we talk about, even talking about those two summits, things that we feel, things that we believe, things that are happening, things that are going on in our life, insecurities, will keep us from commanding the space. I'm going to break all this down for you, but you know, think about it. If you're an entrepreneur and you can't find or get clients, that is going to affect generally, I don't want to put everybody in a bucket, but that is going to affect what is going on internally, which is then going to come out in how you command the space. If you don't believe people want to work with you, if you don't believe you can find your people, if you don't believe XYZ, you're going to struggle to command the space. You know, psychology of the voice is an inside-outside job. The inside piece is the first piece. And we always, in my groups, when I work with people, no matter what I'm going to dive into in regards to technique to shift the habit, I'm always going to look internally first because that is the driver. You cannot change a voice habit without rewiring 
the noise and the stories. So thinking that, well, maybe you can't run a business or everybody's doing what you do or what's so special about you, or I'm not ever going to be able to leave this job because I don't know how I'll ever build a business. Or maybe even as a professional, I'm not going to get the promotion. I'm not going to get to have the role I want. I'm not going to ever get a seat at the table. All of that is going to come out in insecurities in your voice. And it will be impossible to command the space. The next episode that I'm going to record is about holes in your voice that we can poke through. And I'm really going to touch on this in that episode. But in this episode, I want to talk about actually literally commanding the space. And here's the reason why I wanted to do this episode. I don't really. I don't really work with actors much anymore. I just really don't. The early years of my career, I did. It was full-on actors. And over the last few years, I've certainly, that's why I was out in Los Angeles. I was working with actors on shows. But when my friend Steve Bridgewater calls me and says, I want you to work with somebody, I will do it. And he called me last week. And I got to talking with him and I haven't talked to him in a while. And I was talking to him about my groups and my entrepreneurs and what I was doing. And we had this wonderful conversation and and he came to my group the next day. And to hear what he said, even though his entire career, the, I would say the most sought after best onset coach in all of Hollywood, to hear what he had to say lined up with what I'm teaching entrepreneurs and what entrepreneurs need to learn so much. And this is one of the things that we were talking about. And that's why I wanted to do this episode. And I want to let you know, I am going to be doing an episode with him. Amazing. Absolutely amazing what he was teaching my students. One of the things that he talked about is something that I talk about all the time, and I'll tell you what he said, and then I'll break it down in my language since you're used to me. But he was talking about, and and he's worked with, and I don't want to blow too much because I know he's going to come on the show, but he's worked with the, your favorite stars, he's coached them. Your favorite directors, he's been on their sets. And he was talking about actors allowing the audience to come to them in a film. And that is something that I have been working with people on for a very long time as well from the perspective of the expert. So you can be an entrepreneur, you can be work for someone, you can be a professional, but I want you to think about the perspective of the expert. Now, the first thing you might say is, well, I'm not really an expert. I've only done this three months. And this is the biggest problem for new entrepreneurs. And this is why they can't command the space. Well, I've only done this a short amount of time. Well, I don't have a lot of years. And for my younger people in the professional space and the entrepreneurial space, it's Tracy, I've been in the, I'm in the room with people that have done this longer than I've been alive. Okay. You've got to reframe that. You've got to reframe that and it has to become, I'm the expert in what I know now. 
And really and truly, I take a look at defining what is your definition of expert. An expert can command the space, but it's not they're commanding the space because they're the expert. And some experts honestly don't command the space, not even remotely. So that's actually, I have to retract that statement. But it is not the years and years and years that creates the commanding of the space. What is your definition of expert? And usually when I ask this question, people will say things like somebody that's done it forever, somebody that knows all the answers to everything, somebody who has a degree, somebody who, you know, it's all these things. And I remember when I was teaching a a corporate group and my friend, Bill, who is the CFO of this company, he gave the best answer when I asked the group, what is your definition of expert? And he said, it's somebody who is willing to see what they don't know and learn it. And I loved that definition, but my favorite definition and the one that I stand by is the person that can change somebody's life. And so if your definition of expert is they've done it forever, well, let's put this in perspective. I am borderline, I'm not a baby boomer, but I'm right at the edge. Let's say I need somebody to help me with computers. I didn't have my first computer until I was in my 30s. I didn't have my first email address until I was mid-30s. Where somebody that's 20 or 25 right now probably came out of the womb with an email address. So I can say, well, I only work with people that have done this forever. They're the only ones that are experts. But I'm missing golden opportunity to turn to somebody who's 23 or 25 or 32 and hasn't done it forever, but they are an expert in computer technology and they can help me. It's not about how many years you've done it. Now, granted, that can play into it. I would hope after 36 years, I'm considered an expert in what I do. But that's not the end-all, be-all. And you need to know the definition of expert because if you're believing that, well, I can't be an expert, I can't, I can't, I don't really know, I haven't done all the years, I don't have the degree, then it's going to be challenging, more challenging to command the space because you have to have buy-in. You have to have buy-in to what you're doing. You have to have buy-in to what you're talking about. And I'll give you a, an example from my own life. Many times you all have heard me tell the story about how I taught the straight technique in the early years of my career. It was primarily dialect work, but even when I moved away from dialect work, I was teaching straight technique. Blow your lips, warm up, add emphasis, and it nearly gave me a breakdown because of I could still hear the seven layers of people's voices. I just didn't address it because I thought people would think I was crazy. And it literally made me crazy. I had to walk away because I'm teaching technique and I'm not being authentic to who, to to the purpose that I had, to the way that I knew I needed to teach. And so when I decided to come back and teach, I came back in literally as simple as I made a decision, I'm all in. I'm bought in. This is the way I'm teaching. 
this is what I hear in your voice. If you think I'm crazy, if you give me pushback, if you reject it, well, that's okay. And the mastery of being able to deliver that message came then. Because I didn't want to tell people what I could hear because one, I thought they'd think I was crazy. And two, I didn't want them mad at me. But I once I bought in to, okay, this is how I hear it. This is the way it is. Then everything I teach to you today came after. And so we have to have buy-in. We have to own what it is we believe. We have to own what we know up to this point. We have to have buy-in. So we have to basically be working from what we know versus what we don't know. And that's one of the biggest problems I see with people is they're working from what they don't know. They're working from what they don't have. I don't have a degree in voice. I have worked with all the greatest voice masters of our time, but I don't have a degree in voice. Never once entered my mind that I shouldn't be doing this without a degree in voice. Now, I have degrees. I have two master's degrees and I have a bachelor's degree and I've got years and years and years of research, but I don't have a degree, but I never let it stop me. I don't have a degree in voice, yet the number of people that are struggling to buy in and own what they're talking about because they don't have a college degree might stun you. You have to be bought in. And you really don't want to And then this is hard, and this is going to be a hard ask. We tend to get into a comparison. Well, they're better at this. Well, they're good at this. Well, they can really command the space. Well, they're really confident. And what you have to do is you have to really put horse blinders on. And you've heard me give this analogy before. Horses, when they race, they put on blinders. They put blinders on the horses. All the horses can see is straight ahead. They know there's horses on the other side of them. They can hear them. They can smell them. They can probably feel their sweat popping off on them. But they're not looking at what they're doing. They're looking straight ahead. And that's where you command the space. I'm commanding my lane. I'm owning my lane. I'm fully bought into my lane. I know you're there. That's awesome. But I'm over here and I'm focusing on my lane. But that's not what people do. People tend to not command the space because they work from insecurity. They work from comparison. They work from what they don't have. When they go to do a video or when they go to do a presentation or when they go to give an update or even a conversation many times, they're trying to get somewhere. They're trying to get through it. They're trying to get the problem solved. They're trying to get to the outcome. They're trying to prove they know what they're talking about. They're trying to make you happy. They're working from masks. They're working from outcome. They're working from the wrong place. They're working from their own noise. And you can't command the space that way. If I'm trying to hurry up and get through this information to see if you like it and see if I get the numbers and see if everything is good and all of this, then I'm not going to be able to command the space as the expert. The expert knows that they're coming. The expert knows they are going to get where they want to be. I don't have to hurry to get there. I know I'm going to get there. So I can sit here in a pause that will make you so uncomfortable 
you will start to question, did something happen with the audio? But it's because I am comfortable in the uncomfortable and I know I'm going to get where I need to get. So many people have said to me over over the years, oh my gosh, that pause was so uncomfortable when you just waited. Well, it was uncomfortable for you, but it wasn't uncomfortable for me because I know I am commanding this space even in silence. In fact, especially in silence. So if you're adding all the words and justification and convincing and all the la la la, you're not going to command the space. I can't even follow you. You're going too fast. You're in the outcome. You're playing everything as one note. You're trying to get to the other side to see if you got it right. You're worried about the words. You're focused on the words. You're not relishing your expertise and knowing you'll get there. You're still trying to control the outcome. The expert, the one that commands the space, and I won't even say the expert because that may not even be something that you can reframe at this point, but the person who commands the space, they know the outcome's theirs. They know they're working from, I know people want to hear me. I know what I'm talking about is great. I'm not working from false proof or even proof where somebody challenged me or questioned me. And trust me, that's happened to me too. People thinking, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's fine. Bring it. I'm ready. I'm so ready. The expert stands and waits. The expert has ease. I just did an episode on the voice grip. The ease that I was talking about. That's commanding the space. You are playing your seventh layer. You are not afraid to use your voice. You are saying the words that you need to say. Your sound is unstuck. It's flowing. You literally can fill the space. And and you can fill the space even if you're quieter or you're louder or you're faster or you're slower. You are in control of that space. You are making us feel something. You are believing we want to hear what you have to say. And half of that comes from owning. I am owning what I say. I am connected with what I say. I am revealing a feeling about what I'm saying. That will command the space. Let me hurry up and give you a whole lot of words and get to the other side of it and mumble through them because I don't know if you want to hear it or not. And I don't really even know what I'm talking about. That doesn't command the space. The person who commands the space is not afraid to show us who they really are. They're not afraid to play big vocally. They are revealing the best version of themselves. They are playing the full orchestra of their heart. They are big and bold and using all the elements of their fullest expression. That's how you command the space. Creating unpredictability, revealing feeling that I can relate to commands the space. And if you're not doing all these things, the question becomes why? You know, I'm always interested in finding out what is behind 
what we're ultimately looking at. There's always a why. You've got to decide we want to hear what you have to say. You have to know the outcome is yours. That same person I told you about, Bill, he laughs at me sometimes because I always say, well, I just work from the place that you all love me. Trust me, everybody doesn't love me. But why would I work from something else? Something that says they don't. Why in the world would I do that? That will rattle my confidence. That will shake my security. I can't command the space if I'm insecure. I can't command the space if I'm believing you're bothering me or, I mean, I'm bothering you or focused on that or that you don't want to hear me. See, all of that has to go. And that's why that's pillar one in psychology of the voice. I have to just stand and own and know that the outcome is mine and trust that the words will come because I know that they will, because I know how to do that. I know what to get grounded in and connect to so that they do come. And then I'm so comfortable and so able to redirect when it gets uncomfortable. And that's what the expert does. They just don't get rattled. And therefore, they can command the space. Does volume play a part in it? Yeah, but what if you said everything loud? It's not just about volume. Yes, full ownership, standing and owning and full buy-in, you're probably going to be more comfortable using loud but you're also going to be more comfortable using quiet because you're going to know the power of it. So when Steve came to that group and he, and I, you know, I've, I've known him a long time and, and I know his teaching, but when he said that about the actor just waits, the best actors on camera They draw the audience to them. And think about this. Think about the shows that you like. Think about the shows where the actors are kind of all over the place and you can't really make a connection to them. And then think about the ones that make you lean in. You all have that power. But you have to work from this place of knowing that you do, of ownership, of buy-in. And crossing that line where confidence feels like arrogance because it's not. Arrogance is a tone. Arrogance is an attitude. Arrogance is a set of words. It's different. It's not confidence. That's your fear and part of why you don't want to own. But confidence is an arrogance. And you've got to release the outcome because that is a big part of why you can't command the space is because you're so focused on what if you get it wrong and what are they going to think and what if, well, just like when I learned about judgment in the most profound way, you can do what you need to do. You can serve your purpose or you can worry about judgment, but you cannot do both. What are you going to do? So you stand and you own and you know 
and you trust. And that's how you command the space. All right. I hope this was helpful. And I hope you'll join me for some of those summits. The links will be in the show notes. And I will keep you posted. Hopefully, I'll get Steve here on the show soon. And you'll be able to hear him talk about all these amazing things. But that's it for today. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 